This podcast was recorded for the Sound Environment Show on Radio Galari. Radio Galari is a community radio station based in the Kimberley, Western Australia. For more information, go to www.galari.com. Have you ever dreamed of spending your days diving under the sea, exploring and finding out about all the amazing creatures living in the ocean? Well, today I spoke with a modern-day Jacques Cousteau. It's WA Museum's cruise leader and project manager for the Woodside Collection Project, Kimberley, 2008-2015, Clay Bryce. You and the team have just been diving on Raleigh Shoals as part of this huge expedition. What was it like? Well, as you could expect, diving at the Raleigh Shoals, it was beautiful. It was fantastic. We had a little bit of wind to begin with, which made things a little bit hard for us, but in general, um, it's beautiful diving, there's no, no doubt about it. And it's the... The final year for us over a six-year period, uh, survey period, and of course this work wouldn't have been possible without the uh, funding for Woodside Energy, which, is, which has made all this possible. Um, was, I believe, one of the most extensive surveys of its kind done in the region ever before, um, and I'm sure you're, that there were a huge amount of discoveries out of that. Did you and your team find many new species along the way? We found lots of new species. In fact, just about every time we dive, we find new species. Oh, how how good! <laughs> it's quite frightening, actually. Um, you know, you get the really big, iconic things like like the fish. You know, we've had a few species of new fish, and there, there's a few more to describe yet. We've got corals, lots of soft corals, because soft corals have never been looked at off the West Australian coast. So that's very exciting. And the Kimberley's had more attention with regards to soft corals than anywhere else in WA. Um, sponges, well sponges are something that, again just about everywhere you dive you find new sponges um, which is quite spectacular you know from very big things down to the little encrusting sponges in the caves and on the reef flats um, echinoderms, there's lots of um, crinoids, feather stars which we, we don't know what they are and a lady called uh, Kate Norton in uh, South Australia is working on, on those. So it's a, it's a huge, uh, not just multi-person but multi-organisation and multidisciplinary project which which is really, really exciting um, for the region. What did we learn about biodiversity? Well, we're still working up the data. I mean, we've gone out and we've done all the survey work. We've collected all the animals. Um, now we have to look at those animals and we have to sit down and analyse all that data. And that's going to take a long time to do, but we're hoping to have the first survey report out by the end of next year. The big stuff, the, the really great analysis that's really what's going to tell us what's so exciting about the marine biodiversity of the Kimberley. It's what's going to tell us what is where and why it's there, which is going to be very important for conservation managers, government people, uh, industry, of course, and also for the general person in the street because once they get to see this information, and it'll be put out in different formats for different levels of understanding, different sorts of audiences, once that information is out there, then everybody can be better informed about what they say um, because there's been lots of things said like, oh, I don't know, the Kimberley's pristine and the Kimberley is unique, but is it? I mean, and hopefully the data will help to... Qu- <laughs> well, it is in some ways and it isn't in others. It just depends how you want to use that, what you want to ascribe unique to. If you want to say, are the corals unique? Well, in some ways they are, in some ways they aren't. And that's what this information that we're collecting is going to be able to quantify and going to be able to sort of um, narrow down so that when you say these things, you know what to pin that word to. So for us uh, 
analysis nerds, the exciting part is still to come. We love it when new species are discovered, but um, these things are more than a stamp collecting exercise. You mentioned management implications and the the whys that are involved. Is there? Do you have any sense of what this might all mean for management of marine areas in the Kimberley? So our job is to go in and put names on everything and describe them in particular habitats. And once you know this, the conservation managers really know what they're dealing with. They know that they've got coral reefs here. They know they've got these number of species there. They know that this particular area has got some new species and some rare species. Um, and all of this helps conservation managers manage the environment for the better good of all. And so once you've done an inventory of what's there, then you can turn around and say, well, uh, if you say, for example, Cassini Island, if you look at Cassini Island, we've noticed anecdotally, because we've still got to do the analysis, but we've noticed as preliminary data that there's an awfully high biodiversity there. We've noticed at the West Monte Levets, there's an amazing stands of a cropper in this very, very turbid water where it's normally associated with clean water. And it's these sorts of things that help conservation managers um, describe park boundaries, for example, or to say, well, this area is sensitive. Um, so this will have management implications for marine parks. Do you think that the current marine parks and other environmental protections are adequate for the region? Well, it's a bit hard to say yet until <laughs> we've analysed the data. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think marine parks are something that you have to have um, whether they're in the right place, I don't know. I really mm. couldn't tell. Um, but it does allow, this information will allow, reassessment of park boundaries in, in time um, so that you can turn and say, well, look, we missed this spot, but it's really important, so let's include that. Or, you know, we've got now know that we've got this place represented, you know, half a dozen times in the marine parks. Perhaps we can shift the boundaries to capture something else. But, you know, the marine park boundaries, as they're established now, are a first step in a process. And um, I'm sure we'll all be looking forward as that data get crunched, gets crunched over the next few years. Just before we go, um, do you have any, um, I don't know, I'm sure it's hard to pick just one, but can you give me an outstanding memory you have of the most recent expedition that you've done? Oh, I think it, for me personally, being a mollusk person, it's seeing the giant clams. Um, there's, there's several species of giant clams and out at Rolling Shoals you have two of the biggest, which is... Tridacta gigas, which is the really big guy, and Tridacta dorasa, which is a little bit smaller, but still very big. Um, and just seeing them on the reefs uh, was a wonderful sight. And I must say, I mean, as a project as a whole, something that's really come home to me uh, just recently is the amazing, amazing collegiate spirit you get with a whole group of scientists in one place at one time, all focused on the same thing all trying to seek the same outcome, um, all working together in a very collegiate and friendly way. It's been a wonderful thing to see and a wonderful thing to be a part of. Clay Bryce from the WA Museum, thanks so much for talking with Sound Environment. It's a pleasure, Kat. Thank you.